Welcome to the Challenge Chronicles. I'm Devin Jordan. I'm with Trace Armstrong and Rob McIntyre. We're here to discuss season 38 of the Challenge, the premiere episode, Rider Dies. What an episode. If by yeah, what an episode you mean what a big, giant, peeming, flaming piece of shit, sure. I didn't think it was that so, bad. I, thought, I, well, I, think, I just thought it was such a B minus. Like, that's what I felt like. Yeah, so I feel like many people came here probably under the expectation that I was absolutely going to ro- roast this and rip it apart and, like, cut it across the throat. I didn't think it was that bad. There were some things that they did that I thought were good. Right. So the mission, everyone went at once. It was pretty quick. It was a good mission for the first episode. I thought they did a good job with that. The new contestants, some of them actually seem like they could potentially have a positive impact on the show. I think Jack is very good. I like him a lot. I think Johnny is very good. We'll get into Johnny's gameplay later on in the episode, but I think he had a, a really strong first appearance. And even the decision of what they decided to do to bring the veterans into the game slowly. I get what they're trying to do. I would probably come, I would probably try and avoid the initial reason why they feel like they're being forced to do this. But I think fundamentally what they're trying to do is they're of the belief that they need to have a lot of rookies in the game. And if they are, going to have a lot of rookies in the game they need to somehow handicap the rookies and give them an advantage otherwise there's no way that they will be able to succeed and so by kind of bringing in the vets slowly and tilting the odds a little bit more in their favor they're trying to to do that so i get that i think my solution would be i wouldn't have that many rookies on the cast to begin with anyway but i get what they're trying to do well basically but there's also some things i hated so what you're saying is just that they if they, if they had the three vet teams that are on layaway in right now, there would be too much vet voting power. And then they like, like they'd be like one of those vet teams probably might win that mission and Johnny and Raven don't. And that has a cascading effect down. I'm somewhat sympathetic to that. My other counter, though, is I feel like some of these vets are so tied into other people on the cast. Like they really want them interacting with some other people. Specifically, let's just be direct and say Jordan. Like we want Jordan there with Turbo. We want Jordan there with Tori. Yep. We're just longer you wait. Turbo was already making enemies like crazy, seemingly. I mean, Turbo, Tori was in elimination this week. You just run the risk of those people not being there when he gets there. Exactly. And so that's why I would say that if I am them, I just don't have that many rookies on the cast to begin with and don't make it an issue. I think what you do is, and I think we are all of the belief on this, that you either, to be on the show, need to, one, have a realistic chance to win, or two, you need to be a dynamic character in some way. Right. And so that precludes a lot of the rookies from being there. And I think you have some rookies on the show because you obviously need new blood, but you have an amount of rookies that don't necessarily make them a target. Right. You you have enough rookies on the show that they're there, but they're still under the radar. I don't think you can have any number of rookies and have them not be a target. I think if there's two rookie teams or the first two teams in elimination, like I, I... If you pair them, if you pair them with veterans, though, I don't think that's the case. Uh, that's fair. If you because with, with this format, I guess that does allow for like Laurel's run a ton of seasons, and Jack has never. So you have you have those pairings that do work out that way. I mean, I just mm-hmm. think I thought I think these workers are a little bit different because so many of them are rumored to be on the show for so long that it feels like they might have a little bit more knowing what's going on. Like Johnny Middlebrooks has been rumored to be on the show for the past six seasons. Annalise has been rumored to be on the show for the past six seasons. Clearly, they've been in the orbit of the show for a while. Michelle was that same way where she was rumored to be on the show for a long time before she showed up. 
So when you have that, I would hope that they at least know a bit more about what's going on, which they seem to. I thought they came in guns blazing, started the episode. They're playing Brett Michaels. They're on the bow. I mean, Turbo really came in blazing. Turbo. Guns blazing. Immediate, whose dog is barking? It's, it's mine. Not mine. Okay. She's losing uh, her shit upstairs. Clearly, dude. <laughs> Tur- Turbo. Like Turbo. I mean, like, yeah. they're, they're on the same level. Oh, what the heck was that? Point. That was so odd. Because he, um. He's just on hinge. Really, dude? Like, he's just. Because, I mean, his first season, he has the one outburst with Hunter where he goes all crazy. Uh, but other stuff, he was like, he got mad at Bear, but it wasn't that bad. And then Bear was making everybody upset. So that wasn't that, you know, that out of line. But World of War II obviously is a huge bulk of production. But I mean, like, this is, you know what I, it's just crazy. Like, if you, you could, if you, he's like a type of person right now, feels like you give him a compliment and he finds a way to turn it into an insult and get mad at you. So I, yeah. So I, so I had three I, big notes from this episode. Number one, we kind of covered Jack's bow tie. Just that, that really stuck out to me. The best outfit of the episode by far. Number two, Nelson giving the toast uh, when they get to the house. I mean, are the people there? I think he's been on the most seasons. So it's just it's quite, quite the funny position where Nelson is uh, Let's... trying to lead everything. And then the third is just this elimination format. That's I don't know if we want to bury the lead on that. But like, what, what the hell is going on there? I don't know if that's necessarily the lead. But, I don't know. So, I think if we want to get into some of the things that I hated about this episode, one of the things that I hated about this episode, and it's not necessarily specifically with this episode, but the way that the show is trended in general, is the people that come on, and it's not even new people, it's because Nelson does it quite a bit, and it's almost most of the time he speaks at this point in time, where they're essentially on, and they're pretty much just acting. Like, when Nam comes on with his partner... And talks about how his partner's going to stick to him like glue. Or, uh, what was another, like, pretty, Jay and Michelle's confessionals. Like, if I wanted to watch acting that bad, I would just go watch fucking porn, dude. It's ridiculous. Like, I don't need to see that shit. I, I didn't, maybe I'm so conditioned for this point. I didn't notice anything that, out of line, from people being overproduced. I don't know, I swear that's where the show's always kind of been. I mean, maybe they're worse actors than they've had on before. No, not at all. No, the, think... the, this was bad. Like this was horrendously bad in some of the fed lines and bullshit I, I, that they I guess were I doing. Guess I mean, first of all, I think I think part of that's probably just the first episode thing because in the first episode they really feed them like, oh, explain your guys' pair background or oh, explain what's going on with this grouping, what's your li- relationship like with them. I would hope things get a little bit more natural as we go on. Uh, I don't know. I, I I didn't notice anything that out of line this episode. Maybe I was having my hair in the sand though. Yeah. And the reason that I called this episode a flaming turd, essentially, is there is actually good content occurring in this episode, like decent content. My problem is whoever edited this thing should be fucking shot. That was some of the most seizure inducing odd jump cuts. The mission was bad. Like they took the they took the terrible hall brawl thing and weaved it into them just having conversations where it was like. Click, 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 click. Oh, let's distort the screen a little bit and throw a graphic. Click, 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 click. And then when, like, Johnny and Nani show up at the end of the episode. What was that? They didn't even say, it's bananas, it's Nani's. It was just like, here they come. And it was like. I had had to rewind it to make sure that this wasn't like a a preview for the upcoming episode. I didn't know that it was still going on. Yes. And so, to be fair. There were a lot of issues with people 
going out of the game and coming into the game at the start of the yeah. season. And so yep. we don't know if they had to, had to edit around that and something it's else possible. took place. Well, so people have pointed that out because I know somebody pointed out Anissa's former partner, James, was on the boat. That's Somebody did show that. And I think Naya, not, maybe it wasn't Naya. Somebody else. He was, he was in a mission, too. He was in a mission. He was in the mission? When I was at Challenge Mania Live this last weekend, Veronica said he was in a mission. And because she was curious how they were going to edit around that. Maybe that's why the mission was so schizophrenic, too, because I didn't notice that. But the mission was hopping back and forth like crazy. What, one issue a lot of people have pointed out now well, is even... that, like, no different colored jerseys makes it impossible to tell who's a who when they're in these missions. I don't know. That, Dude. I, I think... What the fuck is their deal with that? It's so easy. The thing is, too... It's so Everyone's purple. <laughs> The thing is, too, is this season, like, because, like, a double agent response doesn't always pairs are flip-flopping constantly, so I still would like it. I'm somewhat sympathetic to that. They don't have a permanent jersey. This one, it doesn't seem like there's any indication the intention is for them to be changing constantly. Why can't they all have the same color? I, I, the, I would think, a, t- a t-shirt costs 30 bucks max. This is a rounding error on the budget. I think, um, if I had to guess, the reason is that they don't want to give away spoilers in the trailer because it's really easy to tell, but it's easy to tell anyways if somebody's being careful, right? Like, I... I was about to say, like, that's what kills me is it's like you're you're fighting a molehill instead of a mountain there. Let's forget about the trailer and the jerseys. Like, let's just make the jerseys colored so that people watching the show can actually see what the hell is going on. That's my thing. Did either of you watch the preview for the next episode after episode one aired? I was having a seizure, so no. Was there a preview for the next episode? I thought it was just for the season on. It may, it may, it may have been that. Does no one fucking proofread? Like, does no they one like care. put a set of eyes on this to they make sure care. that, dude? Holy fuck, dude! Like, if if you don't want to be, this was I feel like even more extreme than it normally is. If you don't want to see major pieces of what happens in the season going forward, do not watch that. Yeah, you like, can just I don't that, don't even watch one case. second of it. To, to Trace's point about the editing, though, and having a borderline seizure, they had moments where they had two people in a confessional, and then they would randomly cut and do a close-up on one of the people in the confessional and flash back. It was just really bizarre. I, I, I've been on this for a while. I think the editing is... I don't even know if it's underrated issue as much as under-discussed because we like to focus more on issues with the format of the cast. But I think how they've edited together the past couple seasons has been an absolute disaster. Just ha- who, what, how, what they choose to focus on, like what Chase said, the schizophrenic, like jumping back and forth between scenes where it's really hard to tell what's going on in the missions or eliminations themselves where they're like showing things out of chronological order so we have no clue what the time frame of what actually ha- is happening is. That's been a big issue to me. So, and it does not seem like they've rectified that at all this season. Yeah, because there's two separate issues, right? One, it's the content, and then two, it's just the aesthetics of how they edit it together. Both are problematic at this point in time. When you say the content, you're referring to just what they choose to show. Correct. The content and, like you said, the the order of when events actually occur. Because there's sometimes where it's so clear, it's like people like they're doing an elimination and then like goes backwards in it. That didn't happen this episode or in a mission and then they go backwards on it. It, it was just very difficult with that. But like this mission, do you have any... I, get, I agree with you that it was succinct, uh, succinct mission. That's one benefit of not having last place goes in, I guess, is you don't have to wait for the whole cast to finish. Um, it was a good like structured mission. I have any issues with that. Like, could you tell who was doing well at all throughout the whole thing? Not no. a fucking clue. No clue, right? Did they 
did they did they even have a guide or uh, a visualization that showed how many questions a pair had completed? Occasionally, they throw up did a they show that, that even? Would show like, oh, Nelson and Nerissa have had answered however many questions. They would do that occasionally. I know they didn't do that. No, they I didn't do they that. Did. They, they did. did. They they did. Like they okay. did. So it would be like, oh, Nelson and Nerissa. It was not like easily to understand though. It would be like, oh, Nelson and Nerissa answered a question. Hey, they've answered their second question. Like, like, that was basically it. Teams. Like, we don't have them all together on the board. We don't know what, how that compares to anybody else or when they're showing that in terms of how it's occurring in a mission. Yeah. And like you said, go- I will give them the mulligan on the fact that there are people that were on the cast that were, you know, they tried to edit around them and all that kind of stuff. So, like, I will give them a mulligan. But if you're going to show this... There are way better ways to focus on what's actually happening in the mission than to just do jump cuts and give us very little information. Because all I saw was people splashing in the water and then occasionally throwing a ball on a rod. Yeah, the they could have edited it better. I think they could probably go heavier on the visualizations. They need p- people to wear different colored jerseys. That being said, baby steps, right? Everyone went at once. And it was short. the The actual runtime of the mission was seven minutes. Well, I mean, again, like, that? again, so they're not doing last place goes in. Which do, is that all of our preferences now for how the missions would be structured as last place goes in? Unless we can think of another creative way that incentivizes people to perform well. In I the feel missions, like what I'd want at this right? point is last place goes in, and they have a voting structure similar to All-Stars 2, where the winning team picks, like, two or three teams, and then everybody else in the house votes on those two or three. That's what my preference would be. Mm-hmm. But, I mean... I think I think it's a good way to do it, yeah. for sure. Because now, um... Like, if you're not, like, in the top three or four teams in a mission, why are you even doing anything? Let, let's talk about the format. It's elimination format. You, you brought it up earlier. I, I, I think, think... with. This this whole format for the elimination, before we really dive into this, okay? I, I just want to call attention to a point you guys made a few minutes ago. They're trying to bring the veterans in slowly as a handicap for keeping the rookies in a little longer. This format completely keeps that from happening if a rookie doesn't win the daily. Keeps what, keeps what from happening? Keeps like the uh, rookies from performing. Any- it keeps the it keeps the rookies from going home because if like let's say bananas and Nani win this next mission, they're just going to throw four well, rookie I, teams I, in and one rookie team's going well, home. Like there's Joe. I mean that's just how it's going to be. But it's also possible. Is really but important. It, and so that's my issue with this format is that I feel like the winning pair has way too much power. Oh my god! Yeah. Because if you if you win, you not only decide who goes directly in, you pretty much decide the other team that goes in as well, based off of the people that you put in the group of four. My, so I just think they, it's just way too much power to have. And my thing is, it's like, we're going to spend 12 minutes in the elimination before we even get to an elimination now. Because they're like, they all four go in, have to pick one of the four teams to go in. They're going to go up to the little daggers, going to have to pull them all out, figure out who's safe, and then vote the next team. Like, it's just so long. We don't need all that. I think, th- I think that they're going to get to the point where it moves a lo- along a lot more quickly. I think this was the first episode. They kind of had to explain the mechanics. They wanted to do the multiple twists, right? They wanted to do the twist of, oh, there's two daggers that don't have anything on it. And the one that actually matters is the one that says safe. And then they also wanted to do the twist of, oh, the person that's safe gets to save someone. 
So they wanted to do the big reveals on that. I think it's going to go by a lot more quickly. I don't see how my issue, up. like I said before, is it's just it's just too much power for the, the winning team to have. I just feel we're going to be there for twenty minutes each episode. Like, like it's just so many parts to it that are so unnecessary. And it's one of those things where you set up those parts, and the first episode is like, oh, these are like cool things they can do. But it's like every season where we're in the interrogations for 25 minutes. They don't come amount to anything, which is going to be a problem this season. There's going to be four teams that have to go through this little pair deliberation where nothing interesting barely ever happens. And then we get to the elimination itself, and it's going to be another wasted 10 to 12 minutes of just us sitting there while they're picking out daggers. Like a, they, just, they just need to be Dude. more efficient with their time. Well, that's the problem. The show is 90 minutes, and so they have to find ways to fill 90 minutes of content, and this is their answer to that. Dude, the, they need a break. The house they could show instead, it would be much better. They need to show that, whatever goes on in the house, instead of this formula that they've gotten into where they do a club scene, which I'm going to bitch about more later, but I think they just need to never show that again, because how often does anything entertaining ever fucking happen in the club scene? Only show it just if something actually happens that's worthwhile watching. So they do the club scene, then they come back, They or no, before that, what do they do? They do the nomination, they do the nomination... The deliberation club scene just stop like how how often does anything ever happen in the uh the interrogation it's terrible it's, it's it almost never does i mean it, it, one thing is like why if you just had to be like the one pair and then the four pairs run front of them at one time or something and then they were all talking i mean i don't know if i love that but it's at least quicker than having them all four go through there or just Edit it so it happens more quickly. G- give us the highlights. And you don't even need to necessarily show every single so person, talk with team. them. We need to, or I will give Johnny credit because in our preview episode, we talked about the idea that a rookie team wins the first mission and then has enough wherewithal to be able to go and take that power of winning the first mission and use that to create alliances with the other veteran members in the house to move themselves forward. I had said that I thought that that was extremely unlikely because we had never seen that happen before. We saw that this episode, I thought Johnny did a great job of using the power that he had and leveraging it to advantage him himself moving forward in the game. I applaud him. Those are the type of people that we need to have on the show. If you're going to bring rookies on the show, bring people on the show that know what the fuck they're doing. Uh Like I think Johnny is knows what I think Johnny knows what he's doing. I think Jack knows what he's doing, not the people from last season in Spies, Eyes, and Allies that barely had any idea what was going on, like Gabo. I, think there I thought he was like, on the Jersey Shore. I think there almost needs to be like a challenge <laughs> IQ test before the show, where you like give them a couple seasons, have them watch them, and like just, just how, or I mean, I think not IQ, just like how would you respond to certain situations? This is if they come up with a compelling game. Because so I do think he, did, he and Raven did a very good job. And uh, the deliberation of at least coming up with an interesting plot for themselves, move themselves forward. I mean, if the beginning of the season is some sort of like Michelle and Jay and the rookies versus Tori and Devin and the vacation club, I mean, that's at least something I feel like. And I don't know that, like, we saw Johnny and Raven win this week. Maybe some of those vet teams weren't trying to get so much elimination because they didn't realize how important it would be. But I think at the very least, we could have some a little bit of contention there. I definitely think that's possible. It, it makes you wonder how much effort the veterans were putting forward. And with the way this format is structured, I think they're going to be putting max effort uh, going forward. Now, I like how, or I thought it was comical how Amber B and 
Jay are essentially considered rookies, right? <laughs> we talked about that coming in, that they were going to be pretty much on the bottom of the totem pole for veterans. And with the way that the alliances are broken out right now, it's pretty close. Uh, I think we have... We have about seven people that I would say are definitively part of the rookie alliances. We have seven people, seven six pairs. people... So, excuse me. Here, let me see what it is. We have six people that are definitively part of the Rookie Alliance. We have five people that are definitively part of the Veteran Alliance. And then we had two people that I had no idea what to... Or two groups that I had no idea what to do with. The two groups that I had no idea what to do with are Emmy and Nam and Annalise and Tommy. Where do you think those two fall in the power struggle that's going to ensue? Probably somewhere in between. To be honest, I don't know how much it'll matter because I don't know how much either of those teams are going to be winning stuff. And it does seem like you're going to have to win stuff to actually have equity. And it'll matter in terms of if they're on the block or not. But yeah, so somewhere in the in-between group because there are usually, usually a couple people kind of float between both sides and just kind of go whichever way the wind blows each season too. Where did you have Turbo in his No, team? I think that... I had them with on the side of the rookies. I, w- I would Because Turbo may... Turbo made the comment that he doesn't trust any old challengers, only new challengers. Oh, Didn't you say that? He did say that when yes. he and Devin got into it at the end. I mean, dude, like he... Oh, my God. Turbo is just a national treasure for this show. Like, just always gives you exactly what you would hope for. You just can't even me- mention his name. If I was on the show, I just wouldn't even say his name. Not one time. <laughs> What's it? When you gotta talk to the guy, though, right? I would. I would probably. I like, mean, I would probably try and be present in bigger groups with him, and kind of have someone else put forth what I wanted to communicate. <laughs> if that makes sense. You know what I think they should do? They should have him on All Stars and cast Caitlyn, and they can trade Taekwondo tips on. The challenge that would be entertaining. He does like his taekwondo. I mean, that's maybe, I, if you like, if you compliment him on his martial arts moves, I feel like that's the only way you're getting through it without him getting angry. One of the all right. So, what was the funniest moment of the episode? There were two two that are in the running in my mind. Far I mean, they, the, the one. That, what I thought was the funniest was Turbo on the boat, like just l- losing his shit for no reason, just no thought, reason whatsoever. I, I think that is probably number one because I audibly started laughing when that happened. Same. There is a second one that is a contender, though. I, I just honestly, just when Nelson started giving his toast, I'm like, oh my god, this is where we've gotten to. No, it's when Nelson forgets how old oh, he is yeah. in the mission. Yeah. He thought he was 32. He's like, no, I'm 33. Damn it. That was also very funny. Uh, you can't make that up. There was that. And then dude, Sam didn't know Kayla's like, name, right? Or did no. I he didn't that? know He didn't know how many letters were yeah. in her name. Really? Yeah. They yeah. were married, dude. For three months, and they met on Instagram when she or he slid into her DMs, or she slid they, into they his, took or whatever. Early flight home this to this season, at least. Uh, what a what a cluster! And then I, 
All right, so right now, I'm going to say this right now. For anyone that has ever accused us of looking at season spoilers beyond the cast, that myth is officially gone, I hope, because we don't. If so, none of us would have been ranking Casey's team where they were. She was just unceremoniously gone before the mission. Bye. Done. See ya. Well, the person we thought was going to run the politics on the season and be part of the main alliance, gone. Deuces. Okay, this is my getting a little bit too tinfoil hatty. But if you're Jordan and you know Casey has now left the show for whatever reason, it, it does appear that. So the, the, her and her brother gave an interview afterwards, and I don't know if they both caught COVID or she caught COVID, but they caught COVID. Can you, like, convince Anissa to, like, you know sprain an ankle or something do you think they might bring him on with casey if he if he if uh if that was on the table i would be calling her my ride or die even though i'd never met her no they met on total madness but, yeah you know <laughs> i mean the way they did you guys watch the preview special from monday night i did yeah. watch half of it that, that was that uh, we haven't talked about that yet that was the worst preview special of the past however many days it was it was so bad such the opposite of what i enjoyed in the earlier ones because the other ones actually felt like they were natural um mm-hmm. this is an actual like, episode yeah it was an actual episode but what i liked about them so much is they didn't seem that produced it just seemed like they kept showing yeah. up and it was like a natural interaction between people and this one i mean every single line they're giving gets bad like, like they basically have like a, a dictionary in front of Darrell and Anissa, who are like reading up. Oh, like this person came from here. It's like I don't want them reading a Wikipedia yeah. page. Basically, it's not not. A yeah, thing. I think the thing that killed me was like them trying to convince us how Jordan and Anissa are rider dies. She quote unquote kept them safe on Rivals Two, and that's how they got to the final was because of the girls keeping them safe. And it's like. Well, maybe the girls kept you safe, but that that's a bit of a that's a stretch even for the challenge to say that she's your ride or die in this preview special. I mean, at least Darrell and Veronica's is plausible. They won two team challenges together and they helped each other out on Inferno too. So like at least that was plausible. Someone in the chat says, uh, thoughts on Amber finally realizing that the vets don't want to work with her. <laughs> <laughs> At least she found some awareness, but now watching her on this episode, I can honestly see why the cast does not like her. That girl. It took you this long? (laughs) I mean, I could tell they didn't like her, but the the way they edited her on the previous two seasons was very kind to her because the way she was edited in this one, I was like, oh my god, she might be one of the more annoying people on this cast. I just think how any of these things play out is they can make anyone look as annoying as they want, right? Like, they, they're just sure. choosing to air that this time from her instead of other people. Well, see, and that's what I'm saying. They're choosing to air it this time, whereas in the past, they kind of tried to make her, like, the underdog, A, because she won the season, so they didn't want her to be, you know, portrayed horribly. And then in Spies, Lies, and Allies, she comes in as a substitute champ, so you want to build her up some. Now she's entering the game, you know, stone cold, you know, I think they're just actually giving her the edit that she probably should have had before. I think going back to the mission a little bit, and I think this is probably, I think they probably edited around how much of an issue it was last season with the language gap between some of the foreigners 
and production and the other cast members. I know that we know that that was an issue for Logan, that he had to have mm -hmm. a lot of what was going on translated to him. But Colleen and Kim are going to be at a huge disadvantage being the only people in the house that aren't super strong in English. For example, in the mission, Kim didn't know what the word, or it said that they didn't know what the word cumulative was. So there was pretty much nothing that they could do there. Mm -hmm. Who were the, yeah. who were some of the new contestants? If you, if you had to pick one or two of the new contestants who really stood out to you in a positive way that you're excited about going forward, who would they be? I think we said some of them already, but I would say Jack did a good, like he fill, he's filling his role very well. Like he came in, wore a crazy outfit in his confessional, was involved. I mean, I think he's going to be a great addition. Um, I think uh, Johnny and Raven who won are a good addition, like rookies with brains that are actually making smart moves and, they took the strongest vet vet pair. I guess at the time it was really the only vet vet pair, right? In terms of Tori is and that, Devin, is that a fair statement? Yeah, like Jay and Michelle are technically, but clearly they were working with the. Well, rookies. okay, that they're uh, they're at the bottom. All right, but no, everybody else had brought like a bloodline or a ride or die from home. Like Johnny and Nani are really the the second big vet vet pair that are coming in. So Tori and Devin being the vet vet pair like you of course want to throw them in as quickly as possible and he had no qualms about doing it and then kayla who while she didn't have all that many friends on this season she somehow finds a way to hang around a long time so it was smart of them to throw her in and then they threw in arguably the strongest female so like they made great decisions and it's like hey they're actually using their brains this is great i'm in, i'm excited about this so coming out of this episode, I think that I am more optimistic about Laurel's chances to do well in the game. In our preview episode, we talked about how it wouldn't be surprising if she was gone in the first four episodes, and it wouldn't be surprising if she was there in the last four episodes. After this episode one, I think that I'm of the belief that there's a greater chance that she's around in the last four episodes because we heard, I don't know if it was Johnny or if it was Raven, talk about in the, it was either in the interrogation or the deliberation that Laura is pretty much sticking to herself. And I think that's an indication to me that she's really trying to win the game. She's trying to tone it back. She doesn't want to be really far out in front. And this is kind of her trying to, you know, just tone it down and not try and ruff, ruffle any feathers early on. Well, I didn't get why everyone thought mm -hmm. she was going to be in such a bad position. I'm trying, dude. It keeps falling. I get, my phone vibrates. Must and I'm just giving you, I'm signaling you, all right? All right. Well, well, go on airplane motors or turn off notifications. I, I should, Don't turn on airplane motors. Uh, no, that <laughs> I, Because, like, she has <laughs> amongst the... Because well, then it would turn off the Wi-Fi. It's Rob's phone. Like, do we really want to change airplane that? Mo airplane mode doesn't turn on off Wi-Fi. Keep well, going. I know. Let's move on. So with, with Laurel, I don't know why people thought she'd be in such a bad position. She has friends amongst the veteran cast, and she has a rookie partner with her, so it's not she's going to stick out as like a bad, bad pair of people to target. I mean, she was targeted at some with, level. But I, I think she's I think okay. with Casey gone, I think with Casey gone, Laurel's opportunity goes up. Yeah, I think, I mean, Casey being out of the game really opens it up. I, I think that's huge. Especially, 
one, Casey being out of the game, and two, the veterans being brought in gradually. And I guess we haven't really talked about that yet. Do we think that they're just going to bring one in a week? So the the last pair that gets brought in is going to come in episode four? Like, what the fuck? That's uh, what I'm thinking. Three, right? I guess they would they come have in four episode, pairs. episode three and then... No, they have three. They wouldn't compete for three, until three episode pairs, four. Yeah. They wouldn't compete until episode four. I don't know. Maybe. I don't, Would that be your hope, or what, what would you want them to do it? I mean, I think my hope is what we talked about. What? So my hope... It, my hope would be what we talked about earlier on, that I would try and structure the season in a way that you didn't have to do this. But if you are going to do this, I, I don't know. I don't know. I, I just don't think it's an ideal situation. I think that to make it good, they need to get these people in quickly. So I think they would be smart to every week bring in the other teams until they're done. Because let's get them all in early. I mean, we've now seen a rookie pair win the first mission and get rid of a vet. So the strategy worked. But now you got bananas coming in, so that might not happen again now. Like, was it smart to bring bananas and Nani in first? Or would it have been better to bring in one of the other two teams? You I think? would just brought Jordan in you have to now. Get... You just need Jordan in there while Tori and Tabro are both. I don't know. I... I think that's good. I, I think either them or Johnny and Nani is good because you just need Johnny on TV as much as possible. He's going to push forward the narrative. He's have, like having an extra producer out there. You're going to get drama with Jordan, Tori, and Turbo. But who knows how long that's actually going to last. Well, you know what that's I mean? Kind because, of my point, it, it, that could be gone before he gets yeah. there. Exactly, especially with the way Turbo's trending. Yeah. And I wonder how much how much of this they have planned ahead of time and how much they're just kind of, you know, being like, all right, you're up, you know, like based off of the way that the elimination I mean, goes. I don't think that much planned yeah. time, considering Anissa and Jordan were just made a pair there. Like, I, I can't imagine they had a ton of this, like, in, in their pocket ready to go. Yeah. I mean, I, I do, I like I said, I will give them a mulligan on some of the issues they dealt with that we knew about. And then how they handled it on the episode was weird in a way, but it was fine because Anissa and her partner competed in the mission. But with Casey and Kenny going home, they brought in two replacement teams. Like, did somebody else drop that we're not aware of? Like, why do they bring in two rookie teams to replace one Maybe team? Maybe Nam and his partner so, got there late or something. Possible. I'll, I'll say this. This isn't going to be the end of everything that goes on with the cast and the conversation no. about what happened in the actual timeline. I almost feel like it would be easier for them to just portray it as it actually happened, right? Instead of trying to edit it around it and show us some fabricated timeline and story. Just show okay. us what actually happened. That would make it much easier. So... Am I inferring from you attending Challenge Mania this past weekend that some of this was spoken about during the the, the show? No, no. Um, if you watch the preview for what's going to happen throughout the rest of the season, you know exactly what I'm talking about. I haven't watched it, so like if if you I'll watch it, back they just show it. it to you. It's like, oh well, fuck, you know. <laughs> Um, I, I know what you're referring to, and so that's why that that's why I didn't know we we should have talked about this 
before this episode started how we were going to handle this. For now, like we'll just ignore it and why don't talk we about it why don't we week. come back to it at the end of the episode? We'll let people that want to stay spoiler free, spoiler free, and then we'll. I, mean, talk I just don't about know it. if we need to address it right now because it's just in a trailer. Like we don't need to talk about it. Yeah, we'll talk about it. I think it's we fine. we'll talk about it in a little bit. I don't know. We couldn't. Have I don't really talk. have a whole lot else to say. I don't really have a whole lot else to say about yeah. this episode. Like, I feel like I feel like there's go- what I said last night and what I said a few minutes ago holds true. I actually feel like the content we got for the most part was pretty decent. It was a solid B. It was a good way to start the season, but the editing is just it's 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 painful to watch. Like it was legitimately painful for me to watch last night. Be with all the weird jump cuts and all the quick darts, like. They couldn't even have a one-on-one conversation without changing the camera angle six times. And I understand that that a lot of people really like that and that it shows the technical ability of how far the challenge has come. But, like, instead of six, could we do two, maybe three? Like, it just felt like a lot. Like, it was too much for me. They don't edit. or I, I feel like they didn't edit. <laughs> USA or the All-Stars in that way, too. And so I wonder if this is some type of directive from MTV or their involvement, or I wonder why it's different for the main show compared to the other two offshoots. I don't know. I just know that it, it, it honestly, I was watching it at like 1130 last night, and by the end of it, my head hurt. Like it legitimately was hurting because of all the random flashing and stuff. Like I could not follow the episode well at times because it cut so much. Did uh, I guess we'll bring this up at, at the end too? I was going to ask if either of you had seen two of the new additions that are going to be on the like ba- what, what are they calling the the final oh, the four? Did either of you see the two new women that were added to the cast? Mm-mm. One very good one and one that may make you vomit. Yeah. I'm worried. Yeah. <laughs> or, I don't know. Do we want to talk about it or not? I think we, we, we can just talk about the premiere. Let's just talk about it now. We're done. All right. For anybody that doesn't want any more spoilers, thanks for listening. Well, we're not. These, these aren't spoilers. Day. These aren't spoilers. Oh, they're not spoilers. Okay. Well, it's a cat, a cat, part of the cast, and then we'll talk about what they showed in the trailer. So if you don't want to hear what happened in the trailer, which MTV decided to show to everyone, leave now. We're going to be five, four, three, two, one. What? All right. First guesses. What do you think I'm going to say? I have no idea. Like, I legitimately have no idea. So I'm assuming that someone gets injured pretty badly and they show it is what I'm guessing. I guess we lost Rob too. They bring Casey and her brother back. Are you serious? Yeah. And they show them competing in a mission in the trailer. Oh my gosh. Like, why would you add that in the trailer? What? And two, why, how could you bring them back? Especially after you said that they had to leave the game. I know. Like, I, I mean, I guess Anissa had to leave the game, and then she comes back with a new partner that was originally supposed to be Jordan and Naya before Naya's medical problem. So, like, I, I should, I, I guess, I guess you just 
they were they needed some more alternates for whatever reason in the season and they were quarantined because of covid they tested negative and around the time they tested negative they wound up needing another team so i guess you just bring them back in because you're already bringing bananas and nani in you're already bringing all these other people in so i guess why not the beginning of this season must have just been an absolute clusterfuck yeah Um, i heard it was like by, I remember when they were in quarantine again, my production source was messaging me and he was just like, good Lord, this is a complete and utter shit show right now. <laughs> so there, there it was actually, pretty bad. There are actually a few new additions for the women on Battle of the Champions. Okay. You ready? I'm ready. I, well, I know who one of the, one of them is not real. Who? Uh, uh, Jillian. She's not even on it. Somebody has been making the rounds claiming that she's on this list, and I was like, no, she's not. I know for a fact that's not true. <laughs> All right. Kellyanne. Okay. Wait. Jan- she's never won. How's she get on the Battle of Champions? I don't know. She's never won. <laughs> They're stretching it. <laughs> well, so I thought it was show. that you had you. I thought. I heard someone say that they are making it so that you just had to have made a final. Oh, well, then it's not really Battle of the Fucking Champions now, is it? So they have Kellyanne on this list. Janae is now on the All list. Right. I heard I that one. Is, I heard that one. That's good. That, that's, a, that's a big get. I, th- I that's think a good that get. makes this much more credible. Yep. And then the last one, Amber B. I heard about that one, and yeah, I wanted to vomit. I literally was on Discord vomiting when I read that. Like, I realize she has won a recent season. Like, I get it. That doesn't mean anybody wants to see her on our television. <laughs> so are you, after seeing episode one, are you now more optimistic about what this season could be? Or do you feel like you're more pessimistic? I would say... Somebody actually DM'd me that exact question, and my answer was neither. I am neither, like, excited, but I am not also ready to throw in the towel. I am just hopeful, because the bar coming out of Spies, Lies, and Allies is so fucking low to the ground. They would, tripping over it would be a very difficult feat. Like, you would have to, like, intentionally trip over that bar. So... As long as I can be entertained, I'm happy. Like, that's the ultimate thing. That's the whole point of this is to be entertained. So if we can just get, if they will just, if they had to do the crazy editing to edit around other players, then okay. Hopefully this is just a one or two week thing. But if we get all of these jump cuts throughout the rest of the season, like, I'm going to be not so optimistic because I will never want to rewatch it, even if it's good content. I'm going to be interested to see if they can overcome all the obstacles that they have with the cast at the start of the season. With the COVID issues, with bringing people back in, with people leaving. I think the way that they decided to structure the format with bringing the vets in and then people getting GQ'd, I think that's going to be a a real challenge. And mm-hmm. I wonder if they're going to be able to edit around it in a way that is able to facilitate a good story. I, I think that's kind of what I'm most concerned with. I'm, I would say I think I'm slightly more optimistic 
now than I was before this episode, but we talked about this before. I think it's tough to have a bad first episode because mm-hmm. people come on, you see everyone's faces that you haven't seen for a while, you get excited. We had some fireworks with this episode. Johnny decides to pull the trigger against the vets, gives us a good elimination in the first episode. We didn't even talk about Kayla and her husband, Sam. I thought it was hilarious <laughs> the way that Kayla said that she will literally give Sam whatever sexual favors he wants if he just stays quiet for the first two weeks. <laughs> that was pretty funny. And he was like, you mean the stuff you won't do at home? <laughs> it's like, that's funny. All right. I think that's it. Thank you for listening, everyone. We'll talk to you again next week. Bye.